Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all your questions for the week in European football. I'm Dotton Adebayo. I'm Adi Brassel. And I'm David College. This one from TS. Is this the least interesting Champions League knockout round in terms of genuinely competitive ties in living memory? And considering how dull and predictable the competition was last season, could the new reforms actually inject some life into it? You fancy going for that first, Andy? Yeah, well, I think that there's two ways of looking at this. Firstly, you could look at it as TSs and saying, oh, where are the competitive ties because there is quite a difference and it felt this season that it, there was quite a big difference between finishing first and second in the group there was quite a divide the, the other way of looking at that is do you want the biggest ties in the last 16 or do you want them in the last eight or the last four i guess that's the other way of looking at it the add-on to that is and this week and the champions league week has only reinforced this feeling for me because Real Madrid, okay, they ground out the result, but, you know, they had their fortune, it's fair to say, at Leipzig. Bayern, as we were saying in the main show, really quite inoffensive at Lazio. And those are the two teams, if you look at any betting market, that are the closest to Manchester City. For me, the real winners of this week are Manchester City. You look at this and you think, like, seriously, who can touch them? I know they're playing Copenhagen. Copenhagen, who've been really good, by the way, in this season's Champions League. People will look at that and think, oh, well, Man City rolling over Copenhagen doesn't really prove anything. Okay, to an extent, it doesn't. We already know there's a budgetary gap, there's a quality gap, et cetera, et cetera. City was still sensational. To turn up and play like that rather than just do the, the bare minimum, that was them saying, come at us. Come at us. None of you are as good at us. And I think that is the problem going back to TS's question, the fact that what do you judge like Titanic battles by? I think a lot of the big names in this last 16 of the Champions League are so far from where they really should be. And I don't think it's something that you can always 
quantifying numbers, as Archie was telling us on OTC Reacts going back to Monday, before Bayern lost at Leverkusen last weekend, they had the sixth best start of a Bundesliga season in history. Have they felt anywhere near the sixth best team in Bundesliga history? No, nowhere near. And I think if you look at where they are, PSG, who are miles away at the, 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 the top of Ligue 1, where they are, there are a lot of teams in development far from their best at the moment. And that, I think, is part of the reason why you feel this, this lack of real competitive bite. Because to me, forget the ties for a minute, I don't think any other team can realistically win this competition instead of Manchester City unless something goes horribly wrong. I completely concur with that. Um, a fully fit Real Madrid are the only team closest to them, in my opinion. And look at what happened to them in the semi-final last year. Uh, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's almost fitties to lose, really. But going back to the original question, I mean, when this draw was made for the for the current round, there was only one tie I was honestly looking forward to, and that's Inter versus Atleti, which I oh, think that, a, that's got Carlos which I think, written which, all over which, it. Yeah, I mean, which I think <laughs> is a a cracking tie on so so many levels. I think the the zip and bite that I think people are perhaps missing from the Champions League. Um, and missing from football in general, I think because we play so much football, it does lose a little bit of that intensity, a little bit of that needle. I think this game could potentially be a throwback. I really, really hope it is. And it, it certainly has the potential to be. And what about the reforms that our listener TS alludes to that might inject some life into the next Champions League season? I don't see how it's going to do no, that. No, neither do I. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really concerned about how this is, is going to go. I mean, if you're being positive, you could say there's going to be a variety in the fixture list because it's not group stages where you've got home away, home away, home away. So maybe that mixes it up a little bit. But the fact that there's almost a, a reward for failure, it's a little bit like, you know, third place qualification in the Euros or the AFCON African or whatever. African Cup of Nations, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying not to mention that Thank this week. You. I know you've had a tough week. <laughs> but I, I think you, you look at that and, and that is the fear. It feels like there will be a lot of dead rubbers <clears throat> until proved otherwise. Because I think this season's group stage was really good. So I guess we got in, in especially in the back half of the group stage, what we haven't quite got so far in the first knockout round. Lots of questions this week about one particular coach, Thomas Tuchel, uh, from listeners. This one from Ollie. Is this the beginning of the end for Thomas Tuchel? And if he does go, who's next for the hot seat? It's not a bad question. Fancy going with that, David? Um, on the, I'm not quite sure who would replace him, to be honest with you, but on the actual angle of Tuchel in general, or have you? I just think he's, he's one of those coaches who will always have a job somewhere in Europe. I think he'll always be amongst the candidates. Even when Bayern lose to Lazio in the Champions League? Even when Bayern lose to Lazio and they don't win Bundesliga, the Bundesliga this year, I still think people will want to hire him. Um, That's big talk. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that. He's got a, look, he's, he's got a Champions League under his belt. He's got a spell in England under his belt. Speaks English. He's still got a little bit of a, this aura of tactician about him that some people still, you know, read into. 
he'll always get jobs. I think. Oh, I don't think this is the end of him whatsoever. I don't think he'll even. I don't think he'll even end up in Saudi Arabia or anywhere like that. I still think he'll get a decent level European job. Why are we questioning his his uh, job, his current job as Bayern Munich coach? There are so many other eras of Bayern when they were more stable upstairs, when he would have got fired in this last not even eleven months yet. Um, there have been so many moments where you've thought they cannot go on like this and they've continued to go on like this because at the moment there's a bit of a power vacuum upstairs. Now they got rid of Salihamidzic and Khan at the end of last season. They start they start again. Of course, they were responsible for getting rid of Nagelsmann and bringing in Tuchel, which, you know, uh, up to you whether, you, whether you think that's a, a, a decent move or not. I would edge more towards no, to be honest. Um, I think that, you know, they were so lacking in a, a proper direction in the t- summer transfer market. And of course you had um, Rummenigge and Hernes coming back to have a bit of influence, which, you know, is not ideal, but I think underlined how much of a shambles Bayern had become upstairs. And you have Tuchel and Chelsea fans will be like biting their lip about this having quite an influence on last summer's transfer market because there was no one else to do it, really, because it was before uh, Christopher Freund was, was was appointed. Now they're looking at bringing in Max Abel as, as, as well, so you don't really know who's going to go where. I think that's why Bayern at the moment is, of course, an enormous club, an attractive job. But if I'm, say, say, say I'm Xavi Alonso, and I'm thinking... Where could I go after, as David says, I win this title, I win this League and Cup double, I win this treble at, at, at the end of the season? <clears throat> you said it, not me. No. Uh, uh, if I'm thinking, where am, where am I going to go from here? Liverpool's a far more attractive proposition than Bayern. Not just because it's in the Premier League. And they've, they've got their own issues, of course. They, they, mm. they, are, they are looking for a new sporting director at, at, at the moment. But Klopper's... He's leaving them in a good place sporting-wise. He, they've started the rebuild in terms of the squad. Whereas if you're saying to me, where are Bayern in terms of style, in terms of personality on the pitch, in terms of direction, I don't really know. It's, it's easy to pin it all to Harry Kane because what else are you going to do? You, you know, he is, he's become the leader straight away, not just because he's an unbelievable footballer of incredible status, but because there's that vacuum on the pitch that needs leadership. And that is mirrored by what's happening upstairs. So like, Tuchel has been allowed to get away with like rubbishing his players in, in public, completely denying the truth, sitting there after they've got hiding at Manchester City. And this was like, what, a month into the job last year? And go, that was a great performance. I'm so proud of my lads after they made mistake after mistake and were absolutely humbled. And... Then he puts out the team that he puts out at Leverkusen last week. Well, they start with three at the back. Haven't never played it before, and trust me, they ain't never going to be playing it again either. And you know, there are so many moments, sackable moments, but because Bayern don't have that personality that they normally have, normally that would be straight away. Right, coach is just another employee. Stability's further up but the stability isn't further up at the moment and that has allowed him to get away with an awful lot. I just don't know how many of these players as well have made a case to say that we continue into the next era 
that is currently you know shaping up there at the club. Definitely not. Um, there's not Definitely many of them. Not. Like I said, we've, I think we've discussed before a few of the well, quite a lot of the players that have been brought in disappointed ultimately. Um, a couple of the players who have been there a while simply haven't kicked on, haven't stepped up. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. Is Hansi Flick realistic as a return? You know what? I, th- I think it would be ugly, but fun. I, I think yeah. be- because he is inheriting a-, a less good squad than he got before, so much of what he did when he took over was about momentum mm. and about the players feeling liberated after being under under Kovac. Now, look, maybe they'll feel liberated that they're not having to deal with this whole Tuchel psychodrama all, all, all over again. Um, but I think... I I I think Hansi Flick will maybe struggle to find those leaders on the pitch that he was able to tap into. So you look at not just maybe he could get more out of Goretzka and, and Kimmich. I th- I think you could say that. Mm-hmm. And, and and Kimmich's star Kimmich's star, for example, has really waned since yeah, Hansi his Flick has His, hasn't his future has to be resolved as well. Not only the managers, there's a few of the players, and I think Kimmich's yeah, one of them. And as a lot well. a lot of people with the buy and boardroom are out on Kimmich. They would quite happily sell him ne- next summer. But this time, if if Hansi Flick was to come back, he wouldn't have Boateng. He wouldn't have Alaba. I think that makes an enormous difference. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This from Matt. How high do you rank Florian Verts amongst the world's best? For me, there's no one better in his position right now. Well, I guess there aren't a lot of people in his position. Mm. Like, to have that ability to express yourself as um, an authentic number 10, of course, part of that is, a massive part of that is due to the way that Leverkusen play and the way that Xavi Alonso liberates him to to, to play. I, when, when I spoke to Alonso um, back at the end of last year, he was talking about how he's got this sort of bargain with Florian Verts. 
how, you know, all the players have within the system the freedom to interpret your role. And he, he believes it's all about fulfilling individual roles rather than necessarily the system being king. And I guess Wirtz is the obvious example of that. He gets away without really doing much tracking back because he doesn't want him to do that. He wants him to be able to pick up the ball on the right, on the left, behind the striker, a little bit deeper, wherever he wants to do it. And of course, Wirtz has the exceptional ability where he can do that. Now, I think this has helped Wirtz in a, in a couple of different ways. Firstly, because it allows him to really express himself as a footballer. Secondly, because it's reduced the physical strain on him after he's come back from a, a really major knee injury. And it took him the best part of a year to, to, to get over that. It was something that his body really struggled to, to deal with. Obviously, an ACL is a, a, a big deal for, for any player. But for a young player, a player of his sort of build and, and stature and, and the way he plays, it's taken him a while. It took him a while to, to, to get back to, to that point. And I think Xavi Alonso has, has, has very smartly taken some of the pressure off him by saying, okay, well, Xhaka and Robert Andrich and the two wing backs, Frimpong and Grimaldo, they'll do all the running so you don't have to do as much. And that's a huge part of coaching, isn't it? That you, you, you don't treat everyone the same. You treat them differently. You realise they're different personalities, different profiles, and that, that, that's, that's part of the excellence of Xavi Alonso. But I don't know about you, David. I love watching Florian Wirtz. I can't really see that many teams where you just drop him into and let him do his stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's a really, really tough one in that sense. And I think, and maybe it actually leads back to what I'm about to say, and this is to go from Matt's question as well. I think in terms of Germany, he's probably the best in terms of most technical gifted player since Mesut Ozil. Mm, he was also okay. an exceedingly difficult player to fit into a system. You know, a lot of systems, Arsenal obviously found a brilliant gap for him and he was able to have this kind of maverick quality in terms of how he operated and that. And I think Werther's career is going to go in a, in a similar way in terms of how he is positioned in teams and, and, and the duties that he is given. But like, you can't, you can't sell him to Real Madrid. I, I mean, he, he, doesn't, he no. doesn't fit that team because you have Bellingham, you have Brian Diaz. Mm -hmm. Barcelona can't afford him. Mm -hmm. Bayern, how do you fit him and Musiala in the same team? That's a question for Germany as well, because ideally, uh, we were talking about it in the main show, I don't really want Musiala on the wing. No. I, I, I want him in a more central pos position. And then we talked about that fact that A, the Premier League's the Premier League physically, and B, there's not really that much room for a traditional number 10. So which Premier League club can you fit him in? There's, there's not really an very obvious spot. Yeah. But that's the whole thing with this Leverkusen of this season under Xavi Alonso. You just want it to last forever, don't you? Yeah. It's, it's so enjoyable. And you know there's an end point to it. It's like when you um, go to Istanbul and you go to one of the really good traditional Turkish delight shops and buy yourself a box. And there's this point when you you get home and you're about three quarters of the way through the box and you think, oh, I'm going to run out soon. <laughs> and that's the feeling I have from this Leverkusen. Uh, by the way, Mesut Ozil did fit into the Real Madrid team when he went there, didn't he? Did he did as well. Would he fit into his shirt anymore though? He's, he's yeah. buff, isn't he? Yeah. Basically both exquisite players. 
and uh, Wurtz most assists in the Bundesliga this season. Yeah, that can't be bad. No, no, not at all. He, uh, as well as being, you know, kind of dainty and and what have you, and delicate as as there he is in the way he plays and technical. He's also quite aggressive in the way that he dribbles and there he approaches the final third as well. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he develops, but I'm just really, really glad he's over what is a terrible injury. I've left this question to the end um, because blue obviously is the colour, football is the game, etc., etc. <laughs> this is from David. How has the... Uh, yeah, it makes me laugh as well. How has the blue card announcement been received on the continent and how are the IFAB viewed generally... There are four British representatives out of a board of eight. Surely this is outdated. What we have to say about this is, as well, the, the blue card is, is still at a trial level. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is not going into all football. So at the moment, this is quite a British story because they're looking at trialling it in, in the FA Cup. So there are not a load of locked-in trials elsewhere in Europe. So it's not really that much for European concern at, at, at the moment. But it's we'll wait and see. It's a sin bin, as we've seen in rugby. Yeah, that, that's that's right. Now, I, I mean, I tend to think refereeing is, is, is so country-specific in terms of context and in terms of rules. And that's the thing. We always say we want consistency for for football, you know, normally within a game, but we mean within a league, within competitions. And they're so cross-pollinated nowadays, which is, you know, why we get so many questions, isn't it, for on the continent? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the Premier League doesn't exist in a bubble and nor does La Liga or, or the Bundesliga or whatever. But I think it's slightly different with officiating because the first thing I think of when I think of a blue card being introduced in Spain, for example or Italy, by the time you finish arguing the decision, the player will be back out there anyway. Yeah. And it's, 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 the, it's the same in Portugal. So quite how that's, that's going to work. I mean, I dread to think the amount of time it would whack on a game in Turkey. Like, seriously. I mean, you're looking at like leaving the stadium at like three in the morning or yeah. something like that, even with the time difference. There's already too much time added on anyway in games. So this will only add more. Honestly, I hope they had... All right, okay, I hope they trial it in an Atafe game and Atafe just absolutely ruin it and just show that when they pick up blue card, they will just waste the shit out of time and completely ruin it. And everybody I fam will go, this isn't going to work, lads. So that's what I hope they do. But in generally speaking, look, the most appealing part of football as a sport is in its simplicity in terms of its rules and what have you, in terms of its initial incarnation. You compare it to other sports, your rugby's, your um, NFL, basketball, there's a lot of rules, a lot of contrived little rules. And a lot of stoppages. Yes, exactly. That's been, that's why football has grown as it has, because in its purest form, it is simple. Yet everything in the last few years, whether it comes to rules in terms of uh, officiating, and then also your Champions League reforms and what have you, and I keep saying this, they, making, they are making things a lot more difficult. It's the Ange Postacolo who took it over here. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are, yeah, they they are sucking the life out of the game. They really are. Um, and this is just uh, this is what even one. I mean, they've come up with a lot of bad ideas, and I think this is potentially the worst. You wonder but, how the next generation will will look at football, as as you say, if it's like a such a different sport in terms of tempo. If there's the the possibility for it to to be that, I, have, I think with 
my own children, they perceive football on television much as I did when I was a kid, even though there's much more of it. But we were at a game recently and there was a, a VAR delay and they're like, come on. You know, you know I, I, I took my godson to a Spurs game recently and there, there, was, a, there was a big VAR delay for something. It was um, Spurs-Brentford, I think. And, you know, I, th- I think it was the first time it had occurred to him that oh, this is a really crap experience for the fans inside <laughs> yes. the stadium. Inside. You, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's something that, you know, most, most change in whatever, in, in any sort of product, if you like, is consumer driven. It, it doesn't feel like the blue card is a particularly consumer driven piece of change, isn't it? It's, it's like 3D TV. Then why are they bringing like, it? Who's, why are they trying to introduce it? I, I think to give the referees a, a, a greater degree of control. And I, th- I think it's the right sentiment, but maybe the wrong way of going about it. Now, of course, in terms of the referees having more control, and we talked about different perceptions of refereeing in different countries, I don't think in Italy or Portugal, for example, they care about that. Why VAR has worked for them, largely, of course, there, there are still issues with it, is, say, in, in Portugal, for example, they don't care how small the margin is. They don't care how long it takes to get to the absolute precision right decision. Clarity is the most important thing. Whereas the way we talk about it in England, for example, flow is the more important thing. We like the feeling that something feels right. And, you know, if something's like, two centimetres offside. And it's very important the way that they show it on Portuguese television, for example, they show the centimetre margin that a player is on or offside, which is something we've not arrived at here. And, you know, I don't think it's especially important. We look at it and if we say, oh, that's a great goal, there's only a little bit offside. Who cares? (laughs) You you know, the, the, the amount of time we spend in UK football culture or English football culture, like complaining about decisions that are technically right, is unbelievable. Is it? But that's that's not a discussion you have because clarity is the most important thing when referees are expected of not throwing straight dice. Is it a particularly, in, in, in Portugal or Italy, for example, where you have had match fixing scandals in the past? Is it a particularly English disease then, David, to tinker around with the rules of football? Because the question almost suggests that that in this IFAB there are four British representatives out of a board of eight. It sounds like where are the ones tinkering around with it? It's all very colonial, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I like the way you put that. Yeah, it is just the desire for control over a game where at its best is when it's a natural flaw um, in, in, in terms of the players, in terms of emotions and what have you, in terms of the fans of the emotions. But again, everybody's when all these rules are getting made up, it's hurting the match going fan the most. It, it ultimately is. You ask anybody who's in a stadium now, and Andy just brought up a great example there as well, it just you lose your interest at home. Fine, it's, I mean, don't get me wrong; it still ruins it when you're watching it at home. Yeah. But what? You'll just go on your phone. You'll lie on the couch. You'll go to make the fridge. A cup of tea. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, oh, right, okay. And then what? What's next? Are they going to start putting? Oh, we're going to. Oh, we've got a five or ten minute um, var break. We're just going to decide, you know, on this and we'll have you like that. We're going to properly look at it. We're going to cut some adverts right now. So the criticism that I always see about NFL and what have you might end up slipping in. To the uh, to the Premier League as well. Do you reckon Dua Lipa and Imagine Dragons are going to start getting a lot more uh, gigs? <laughs> you just think, you know, maybe maybe you could have a, a blue card break or a, a a VAR break or something. Maybe it's not just half time. 
And we all know how much fans appreciated that at the start of the Champions <laughs> League final in, in 2019. We invented the game, so we can be colonial if we want to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Ask OTC. If you'd like to ask a question, you can contact us at any time at Radio Dawson, at Andy Brassel, at David Jacker, or at OTC Pod. You can email us OTC at footballramble.com. On the Continent is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.